0: Second Chronicles chapter thirty one verse one. Now when all this was finished, all Israel that were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke in pieces the pillars and hewed down the asherim and broke down the high places and the altars out of all Judah and Benjamin in Ephraim also, and Manasseh, until they had destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned every man to his possession, into their own cities. To his possession means back to his own property. After Hezekiah's Passover feast that he held, They truly did repent of their sins and then they went back all throughout the land of Judah and got rid of all of the pagan Asherah poles and idols so that they wouldn't be doing any more sacrificing of their children or any more pagan rituals. This was a true revival with true repentance. Now, we've read quite a few times that the Israelites have taken down Asherah poles The reason they have to keep doing it over and over is because they keep going back to sin over and over. You would think, oh, they already took down the Asherah poles. But see, then when they go back into sin, they put them up again. So that's why we keep seeing them taking them down repeatedly. Two, And Hezekiah appointed the courses of the priests and the Levites after their courses, every man according to his service, both the priests and the Levites, for burnt offerings and for peace offerings, to minister and to give thanks and to praise in the gates of the camp of the Lord. The courses means the work schedule for the priests and the Levites. He made sure that the ministers in the temple were back on duty according to the schedule that they should have had. 3. He appointed also the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings, to wit, for the morning and evening burnt offerings, and the burnt offerings for the sabbaths, and for the new moons, and for the appointed seasons, as it is written in the law of the Lord. He appointed part of his own food provision for the palace to be used, for the sacrifices all throughout the year that were required for all of the feasts, the Sabbaths, the new moons, and all of that. For Moreover, he commanded the people that dwell in Jerusalem to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might give themselves to the law of the Lord. He also commanded the people that they had to make sure that the priests and the Levites got their part of each offering, so that the priests and the Levites wouldn't go hungry according to the law of the Lord. 5. And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel gave in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field, and the tithe of all things brought they in abundance. When we give an offering to God, it always has to be the first fruits, which means it has to be the top of our income. In the Old Testament, when they were raising crops, they would give God from the very best fruits they got at their first harvest. They didn't give him the dregs and the leftovers and the bad old fruit. They always gave him the absolute best, the same fruit that you would want to eat yourself. And it had to be from the very first harvest, showing that they trusted the Lord to take care of all of their needs. Because if you only give the Lord The dregs of the harvest, that shows no trust whatsoever. It means that you don't really think he's God, and you think that you have to take care of yourself. This is a real genuine revival. They really are following the law and the heart of the law. They understand what faith is. They understand what trusting the Lord is. They understand what repentance is. 6. And the children of Israel and Judah that dwelt in the cities of Judah, they also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep and the tithe of hallowed things, which were hallowed unto the Lord their God, and laid them by heaps. That tithe of oxen and sheep is a tenth of the oxen and sheep that everybody owns who has it. And when they bring it to the house of the Lord, then it gets distributed to those who don't have oxen and sheep. And so the Levites would get some of this. And this explains why the Levites did have small amounts of animals that they could milk or kill when they needed to, to eat. But this was also distributed to foreigners, widows, and orphans as well. This shows you that when you tithe to the Lord, he expects that money to be distributed to the poor and the needy. Unfortunately, in churches today, they give little to nothing to the poor and the needy. They keep the lion's share of the tithe to build the building and pay the people who work in the building. It isn't a biblical way of using tithe money that we have today. And also, when the church does give to the poor and needy, they always give to those outside the church, usually, which also isn't biblical. Now, it's not a sin to help people who aren't Christians. It's really good, but we're actually commanded to help Christians who are poor. We're not commanded to help non-Christians. And it's because Jesus said they'll know you by your love for each other. If you pretend that you love the world by helping them out, but you won't help your own Christian brother, it's hypocrisy and it's Fake love. And the world sees that. They know that if you're willing to give them a handout, but you won't give your own Christian brother help when your Christian brother needs it, then they don't believe that you really care about them. They can see through our hypocrisy. And that's why helping Christians should be our first priority. And then when all the Christians in the church are taken care of, then we go help the world. Then we're not hypocrites. Seven. In the third month, they began to lay the foundation of the heaps and finished them in the seventh month. Meaning it took four months out of the year for all of the people of Judah to bring in all of these tithes. 8. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. 9. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. These are the heaps of offerings. 10. And Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zeduk, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have eaten and had enough and have left plenty. For the Lord hath blessed his people, and that which is left is this great store. The people were tithing so much out of a love for God that they were actually giving more than what the Levites needed. And the Levites were creating piles of extra food that they didn't need. 11. Then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the house of the Lord, and they prepared them. These would be storage rooms. There were already chamber rooms in the temple, but perhaps they weren't being used properly at that time. So Hezekiah appointed some of those rooms to be used for storage. 12. And they brought in the offerings and the tithes and the hollowed things faithfully, and over them, Conaniah the Levite was ruler, and Shimei his brother was second. There were two Levites in charge of the storage supplies, and this would include things that can be eaten, like maybe grain, as well as gold and silver, and whatever else was brought. 13. And Jehiel, and Azaziah, and Nathan, and Asahel, and Jeremoth, and Josabad, and Eliel, and Ismachiah. And Mahath and Beniah were overseers under the hand of Konaniah and Shemai his brother, by the appointment of Hezekiah the king and Azariah the ruler of the house of God. Azariah is in charge of the stewardship of the temple. And then under him Konaniah and Shemai are brother Levites, who are overseeing all the storage, and under them is all those other names that are working under them to oversee. The surplus tithe. 14. And Kor, the son of Imnah, the Levite, the porter at the east gate, was over the free will offerings of God to distribute the offerings of the Lord and the most holy things. He received the free will offerings from people, which is when people just give out of a love for God. It's not part of a regular tithe or sacrifice, but it's extra that they want to give the Lord. He oversaw that and made sure that it got distributed to the Levites and the poor who needed it. 15. And under him were Eden and Minaman and Jeshua and Shemiah and Amariah and Shechaniah in the cities of the priests, in their office of trust, to give to their brethren by courses, as well as to the great as to the small. Those men were in some of the Levite cities in Judah. The Levites were given certain cities within each tribe's territory. So in those cities, those men were in charge of distributing the tithe that went to the Levites. 16. Besides them that were reckoned by genealogy of males from three years old and upward, even every one that entered into the house of the Lord for his daily portion, for their service in their charges according to their courses. They had to make sure that each family had enough food according to how many men were in their household from three years old and up. The infants and toddlers were probably nursing and or just getting enough food from whatever the household already owned, like a goat. 17. And them that were reckoned by genealogy of the priests by their father's houses and the Levites from 20 years old and upward in their charges by their courses. 18. Even to give to them that were reckoned by genealogy of all their little ones their wives and their sons and their daughters through all the congregation for in their office of trust they administered the sacred gifts these gifts were sacred because they were given to the lord and then they were redistributed to the levites and the poor who needed them when you give to the lord your gift is sacred 19. Also for the sons of Aaron the priests, that were in the fields of the open land about their cities, in every city, there were men that were mentioned by name to give portions to all the males among the priests, and to all that were reckoned by genealogy among the Levites. God had told the Israelites that around each appointed Levite city, there was also acreage where their cattle and their sheep could roam and graze. So there were men out in this acreage watching over the cattle. Now the Levites didn't have a lot of cattle, but they did have some because they received cattle from the tithe. And there were men out watching over this cattle, and they also got their portion that was due them of the food and supplies. 20. And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Judah, and he wrought that which was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. He obeyed the law. He repented of his sins. He walked with the Lord. He was a really good king, and he was faithful. That's what this verse says. Faithfulness is when you continue on following the Lord, no matter what happens. So if a storm comes, or if you lose your job, or if somebody dies, you're still going to follow the Lord. That's what faithfulness is. It's constancy. It's not changing. And God doesn't change, so why should our faith? Our faith needs to remain as constant as he is. 21. And in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, and in the law, and in the commandments, to seek his God, he did it with all his heart, and prospered. He prospered financially and spiritually. Today, because we're in the new covenant, we are promised spiritual prosperity. We're not promised financial prosperity, but God can do both, and he will, if it's according to his will, and if it will grow his kingdom, he will prosper us financially as well. But if it will grow his kingdom for us to remain humble and not be rich, then that's what will happen. Whatever grows his kingdom, because his kingdom grows by souls, souls that come to the Lord. And if you can win a soul in a poor existence, then God will have you do it that way. And if you can win a soul having a little more money, then God will have you do it that way. But it's all about souls to him, not money. And that concludes 2nd Chronicles chapter 31.